Kelly and Kelly. Previously on This Sounds Serious. We don't like to think she's looking down at us from heaven. We like to think she's looking sideways at us from a different city, like maybe Ann Arbor. I did something really, really bad. You want No, I'm okay. I don't need to Don't listen to this. Are you feeling guilty about what you did? No, I didn't do anything. That's right. You don't admit to anything. At least have the decency to tell me you want nothing to do with me to my face. I think it's a nice idea that Melissa just walked away from the group, and that's why we haven't heard from her. But I have to tell you that deep down in the pit of my stomach, I have a feeling that Jimmy didn't want to let her go. Hi, Gwen. Hi, it's Jimmy. Are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just, I mean, a bit of a hostage situation again. I started it, and I've got a nail gun, and it's kind of hectic in okay. here right now. It's This Sounds Serious, Missing Melissa, a CastBox original. I was in the motel outside Tom Day editing the last episode. It was 10.30 in the morning, and the black sedan that followed me here was parked outside my window. As I was putting the finishing touches on the episode, I noticed I had a voicemail. Hi, uh, this is Carl over here at Power Hardware. Uh, Look, nothing to be alarmed about, but I got Jimmy Klein here saying he wants to talk to you. Um, He's got a nail gun. It's a Makita. I guess he's kind of holding me hostage. Okay, I am holding hostage. Yes, the whole store. So just give us a call back. I called the hardware store immediately. Power Hardware, Carl speaking. Hey, Carl. Hey, this is Gwen Radford calling you back. Yeah, glad you called. Uh, Jimmy, your girlfriend's on the phone. Hello? Hi. Jimmy, Jimmy, hi, it's Gwen. Hi, Gwen, hi, it's Jimmy. Jimmy Klein from when we we talk at my house and the mayor's son and I flex in front of you. Jimmy from prison, you're doing that documentary about me, do you remember? Yes, Jimmy, yeah, I know who you are. Are Are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just, I'm in a bit of a hostage situation again. I started it, and I've got a nail gun, and it's kind of hectic in here right now. Okay. The vibe of this hostage situation is slightly different than the time Jimmy was in the bank. Sir, actually, the store is being held hostage right now, so you can come in, but if you come in, you're a hostage. Although he is equally agitated, he doesn't have any demands, and he's letting the store go about its business. You work here? Sorry, Gwen, there's just a guy here, and he wants to shop. I'm not working here. I'm I'm taking this place hostage. Oh, there's another guy over here. He's just looking for out. Sir, are you you okay? You looking for? And you, how long do you need to browse the screw section? It's been quite some time. And did you bring one of the ones you're trying to match the screws? Because that helps. So. And though he doesn't have any demands, he starts to explain why he's doing this. I want to help you through this, but I need you to explain what is going on and why you're doing this. I don't know. I I came here. To take this place hostage because my mom, because living with my mom, it's just like, okay. I didn't really have a plan when I was here, so I just like, Jimmy, I got to call you. Ah, sorry. Okay. Over me, I'm just near the rope. That's okay. Jimmy, just stay with me, okay? Oh, sorry, what was I saying? You were I'm trying. There's a lot going on in I know, right I get now. it. I get it. But I want you to focus here, okay? Because I want to help you. So you were telling me why you called me. Yeah, well, I just called you because it's the only way that I could kind of speak to you alone, you know? Okay, okay. Do you I'm mean... I'm in a loneliness. Yeah, no, I understand. You mean without your mom being nearby, yeah? 
Yes, okay. exactly. Did you want to talk to me about Melissa? Is that, yes. is that why? Okay, so do you know where Melissa is, Jimmy? Dead. I'm going to stop here because this is big. Jimmy just said Melissa is dead. But I want to remind you, it's not the first time he's said it. Listen, you need to arrest the mayor. Back in 2017, when he held the bank hostage, he said Melissa was dead over and over and over. She killed my girlfriend. But now he had more to add. And it's what he said next that made me want to keep digging. She's dead, Jimmy? Yeah. She... How do you know this, Jimmy? I don't know. I, I, I just know. You've said this before, okay? How do you know? I just... It's just something that I know. All right, where is she, Jimmy? Where is Melissa? I don't know. Check the barrel. The barrel. What? The barrel? What yeah, barrels? Yeah, the barrels the, 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 the back of the house. What's in the barrels, Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy? I, you have to see my stuff. Tell me what's in the barrels. Hello? Jimmy, please, someone talk to me. Hello? 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 Okay, I need to explain what you just heard there. Jimmy shot himself with a nail gun. Damn it, Jimmy, what did you do? Oh, Oh, God. They took him to the hospital, and then Carl called me back. Well, you know, Jimmy was uh, standing there, and a customer bumped into him, I guess, and uh, he accidentally shot a one-inch nail straight into his thigh, into his jeans, to his leg, like he was upholstering himself. He's recovering now, I guess, but, you know, the cops got wind of what he was doing, so they're probably going to take him in as soon as he's fit to leave, I imagine. Obviously, Jimmy reached a breaking point. He went back to taking people hostage, as he had done so many times in the past. He said it was because it was the only way he could talk to me alone without Rhoda around. But why did he have to do that? Could it be Rhoda really did kill Melissa? I need to know what's in those barrels. So I drove back to Tom Day to see what I could find out. I was followed again, but I didn't care. I slowly drove past the mayor's house. From the street, I could see the barrels that Jimmy mentioned. Two of them, plain as day, poking out from the backyard. I have heard enough podcasts to know I am not going to like what I find in there. December 8th, 1997. Fish and wildlife officers opened it up and looked inside. They couldn't describe just how awful it was. You know the phrase, more fun than a barrel of monkeys... Well, this barrel was full of dead monkeys, and it was no fun at all. It seems there's always something sinister hidden in a barrel. This is a clip of the Australian podcast Murder on the Fortnight. They have numerous episodes about barrels being used to hide bodies. As soon as they looked inside and saw the first droopy tail, one of the officers stepped back and screeched, Oh no! Monkey! But when they lifted that first tail, they realized there was more monkeys in that barrel, and the officer screeched again. Now, I could talk about my reservations about opening these barrels, but I don't want to waste your time. I am going to open these barrels. But how? How am I even going to gain access to them? They're on private property. My first thought was to contact the Tom Day police to see if they could do it for me. 
we can't just go waltzing into the mayor's backyard just looking through her stuff without a search warrant. I got Reserve Officer Jacob Phillips on the phone. And a judge won't issue a search warrant unless we get a swarm affidavit from Jimmy. But also, nobody's going to believe Jimmy anyway. He is highly unbelievable right now. What, a, what about a bylaw officer? Can we get them removed because someone complained that they're an eyesore or dangerous? Basically, I can give the mayor a ticket, and there is no way in hell I'm doing that. Oh, my God. But this is a very compelling turn of events. I mean, I'd want to know what's in those barrels. Unfortunately, my hands are tied. Yours aren't, though. You know, if you catch my meaning. I did catch his meaning. Officer Phillips was suggesting I just do it, which, to be honest, I might have done anyway but I am not going to go it alone. I'm taking my producer, Dave, with me. You're serious? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we're gonna do some research because I don't know how to open a barrel. I don't think it's as easy as you think it is. Of course. How do you open a barrel? You wanna know how to open a barrel? That's Carl from the hardware store again. Well, you open it, what do you mean? I explained to Carl that we're not exactly barrel people, and I might need to do it in the dark. Well, it depends on the type of barrel. If you're working with a tight head, the only thing that's going to get that lid off is a drum opener. I suggest the model 27201. I explained to Carl that the drums were blue and plastic. Oh, yeah, you you should have said so. It definitely changes things. A poly drum is very different from a carbon steel drum. I'd have to know the exact skew if you want me to help, Um, but there's also a bunch of stuff on YouTube. YouTube. I should have started there. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Chad here. So today we're talking about basic blue barrel locking mechanisms. Uh, there's now, two opening a barrel is as easy as one, two, three. So today's episode is my top 10 favorite kinds of barrels. Starting with number 10. And when I searched, hundreds of how-to videos popped up. Well, I'm a bad boy because I locked it inside that barrel. So now it got me thinking I should make a video. Number nine, the Spartan Chemical 55-gallon white plastic barrel. This is an all-around good one because it's plastic. you never encountered these things, they uh, tend to be a pain in the ass. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what other options have we got here? We narrowed down how we would most likely need to open the barrels, but before we made any attempts, we were going to need to run a bit of recon. Early the next morning, Dave and I hatched a plan. Zoom in a bit. Sure, yeah. We okay. pulled up Google Earth and took a look at the satellite shot of the mayor's house. Oh, well, I think we I think we have to make a model to plan this out. A model? Yeah. We cut up some poster board and began to put together a makeshift model of Rhoda's house and the surrounding area. So the house here... It's these cut-up straws. Yeah. The neighbor's house over here, popsicle sticks. And this is us. Yeah. It's my favorite TV show. We looked over our model from every possible angle. You can see there's a window in the neighbor's house that looks onto the backyard. So we Our plan was to plot the most stealthy and quickest route to the barrels and back to the car without being seen or heard. So the car is the salt shaker. But before we can make any real progress, Do you, I, we were interrupted. It's Rhoda. Coming up after the break, I get an unexpected phone call. Before the break, Dave and I were hard at work hatching our plan to infiltrate Rhoda's backyard. But then... It's 
it's Rhoda. Rhoda called me. Hello? Oh, hello, is this Gwen? Uh, Yes, this is Gwen. I felt like I had just been caught. How are you? I'm I'm well, thanks, Rhoda. How are you? How's how's Jimmy? Uh, his leg is going to be just fine. Um, but I'm afraid the police have him in custody now. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. Gwen, I understand that Jimmy called you while he was holding the hardware store hostage. My heart started racing. Well, I just want to thank you for looking out for him and, and trying to talk him down. I think I owe you an apology. I was not expecting that. She was calling to apologize. You're just trying to do your job, and I went off and snapped at you last time we spoke. It's not an excuse for treating you badly. Then she did something that truly surprised me. We're having a nice dinner tonight at the Legion, uh, 8 o'clock. And uh, it's, uh, well, I'd love it if you would uh, be my guest. Um, It's to celebrate the 116th birthday of our town. She invited me to dinner. I'm in. Yes, that oh, that's great. That's amazing. Thank you, Rhoda. I um, yes. And just like that, we had our window of opportunity. Rhoda was going to be at dinner at 8 p.m. that night at the Legion, about a five-minute drive from her house. We figured she would get there five minutes early, and I could be 10 minutes late without raising suspicion. That would leave us with 15 minutes to park the car at a safe distance, get to the property, open the barrels, examine the contents seal them back up, and get out of there. Let's get it up on its feet and run some drills. Go team. To get to a point where we could reasonably accomplish this, we were going to have to practice. And that meant following the steps laid out in one of the YouTube videos I found about how to open a barrel. Hey, everybody. I wanted to show you a video today on how you can get inside a 55-gallon drum barrel uh, if you've somehow locked it. Dave made a shopping list. He went and got a few things we would need to practice before the main event. Two barrels, a couple of screwdrivers, a flashlight, tape measure, and a cordless router. In the meantime, I scouted the area and found a field about 30 minutes north of town. Okay, here we are. Right here? I reconvened with Dave and we drove to the spot to set up our simulation. This one... This one goes right here. We wanted to create a simulated environment that would expose us to the same challenges and obstacles we would face at Rhoda's house. The locks on the barrels, the sight lines from the neighbors' houses, and the uneven terrain of the backyard. So I'm going to send you out that way. Uh, measure it up. Measure? Yeah. Okay. Measure out 45 feet. Yep. Okay. After setting up, we walked through various scenarios. We only had one shot at this. Okay. Can you see me here? Okay, one second. The barrels are located in a spot that the neighbors would probably be able to see from their window. But only if they were watching for someone. And, I mean, why would they be doing that? Can you see me now? No, you're good. But I can hear you. As far as dealing with the barrels themselves, we decided to follow along with the aforementioned how-to video. We practiced to see how quickly we could remove the lid. Now... First off, uh, I could use a router uh, on this barrel, uh, run that off a of 420, maybe off a generator, drop a cord. No, 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 Dave, that's way too loud. The neighbors would definitely hear that. But for obvious yeah, reasons, so this loud. wasn't the way to go. 
But maybe you're in a situation where you're trying to open this barrel in a uh, in a quiet way. You don't want the buzz of that router. So, so we moved on to another technique. Instead of using that router, you're going to use a very quiet screwdriver and wrench combo. Um, so what I've done here is I've I put the screwdriver in the uh, tip of this barrel right in its bunghole and you pound it into the bunghole that sits at the tip of that barrel, uh, that puckered up uh, rimmed hole. I'm just going to stop us for a second and explain that word because I feel like it's pretty distracting. The bunghole is an actual term in this line of work. I know a lot of you might be laughing right now because it's so damn irresistible, but the bunghole, uh, that's no joke. Every barrel has a bunghole. A bunghole is for draining. It comes up a lot when dealing with opening barrels. Yeah. So right. just slide the wrench into that bung plug. It, it's, is that Yeah. Well, no, it's it? the, the well, look for the bunghole. It's the, plu- that, it'll, the plug on the outside of the bunghole. This carried on for some time, but after about 90 minutes of running various versions of the simulation... How long was that? 14 minutes. Oh, no. How long was that? Eight minutes. We believed we'd be able to sneak onto the property, open the barrel, examine its contents, and make an exit in just under eight minutes, well within our 10-minute window. How long was that? Six minutes. Yes, high five. God bless you and good barreling to y'all. We were ready for the real deal. So we packed everything up and headed into town. I felt more at ease under the cover of night. But as soon as we turned the corner up Rhoda's street, that comfort gave way to some major misgivings. What the hell was I doing? I'm a podcaster. I tell stories from a laptop and recording booth. I spend my time listening to 911 calls. How did we get to this place where I'm about to trespass onto someone's property and God knows what else? All because a very fascinating but very unreliable guy told me to look inside some barrels in his mom's backyard. And for what, by the way? Was I prepared to see what I thought I'd find in those barrels? That's when it hit me like a freight train. We might find the body of a dead woman in there. Was I prepared for that? At this point, we pulled up near Rhoda's property. I took a deep breath and tried to steady myself. Her truck was still in the driveway. It's five to eight. Yeah, I know. Our window of opportunity was shrinking. She's not planning to be early. She walked out the front door. She's leaving. She's leaving. Let's go. Let's go. Now. 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 And then, as soon as our feet hit the dirt, we made a beeline for the barrels. All of our drills and research and simulations flew out the window. We just wanted to get to those barrels as fast as we could. My adrenaline was pumping. My legs were shaking. I couldn't feel my lips. I felt like I had just jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. Barrels. When we approached the barrels, Dave reached for the nearest one. He misjudged the force he needed and accidentally knocked it over. But it was empty. It's empty. The other one, however, was not. This one's really heavy. Let's open it. It was closed, and it was full of something. Grab here. Yep. Here. The neighbors were home. I don't think they noticed us, but I could see the light on in their window, and I could smell the fire burning in their fireplace. I thought about Jimmy and the incense he loved to burn, the scent it created. And I thought about Melissa, 
the woman who was failed by the system that was supposed to protect her over and over again. And it hit me. The reason I'm driven to do all this, trespassing in a town where I don't feel welcome, to put myself in danger when I'd rather be sitting behind a desk, it's because of Melissa. Because somewhere deep down, I feel like I can succeed where the system failed. And that's when Dave pried open the top of the barrel. Are you giving me the flashlight? Sure. Is that it in here? Yep. (sighs) Next time on the finale of This Sounds Serious, Missing Melissa. Obviously, we're very confused. At this time, we are expanding our search perimeter. The blood and sweat, those belong to, uh... This, quite honestly, is the biggest thing to happen to Tom Day since Palm Pilot didn't build a plant. And that's something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm.